Hello, and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. As the new year rolls in, so does the list of things we wish to bring with us and things that we want to leave in the year that's passed. Getting better with money is something we all strive for, or however, it may fill you with lots of fear. Getting financially fit can be life-changing, but with new goals come new changing habits. So how can we start this year on the right foot when it comes to our finances? Well, let's get Phoebe on Zoom to walk us through her tips and tricks to becoming financially fit this year. It's time to get to class. So tell me, Phoebe, what do you think is the most important step in getting control of our finances? Because it's not an easy thing. Look, it's not an easy thing. And I think when I was um, falling down on it myself, and that was particularly hard because I'd worked in finance, so I was expected to be really good at it. Um, But it can happen to anyone. Um, The most important thing, the very most important thing is your mindset and understanding that money is just a tool to get you where you want to go. It's not something that comes with a whole lot of emotions. It's not working against you or working for you. It's It's just a tool to get you the life you want to live. That's so true. And I guess, you know, many of us get out of control with our money because we're we're sent so many marketing messages daily on what, you know, that we need these things. Um, and many of us, you know, I guess are making mistakes with our money that we're not really having a plan in place. So tell me, what do you think is one of the biggest money mistakes that you've made and what advice you've got for our listeners? Look, mine, while I have absolutely being guilty of overspending and shopping and spending money I didn't have. And I think we all do that. And that's just something that we do and forgive yourself quickly and move on would be the advice from that. But my biggest, biggest mistake was not talking to my ex about money at all. So just letting him control the finances, believing in a lot of what he said and not having any kind of active participation in it basically meant that I was shelling out a whole lot of money because I was working and he was working without necessarily knowing where that money was going and he wasn't doing the right thing. So he was telling me that he had other expenses that perhaps he didn't have and getting me to take on a whole lot that perhaps I shouldn't have. And if I'd have been able to have that very frank, hey, this is my money, this is your money, this is our together money conversation, it would have made things flow a lot better, particularly because we were in a like we'd both been divorced and we're in a second relationship. So I should have known better, but didn't. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. Because <laughs> I think as women, you know, often we do leave, you know, many women do leave the finances to the men and, you know, um, I know I personally do as well. I guess it's just one of those things that you need to have a process so that you are checking in and having that budget and working towards it and having those meetings together so that you are on the same page. Yeah, and look, the Barefoot Investor suggests financial date nights, but I, and I think that's great. I think it's a little boring, but I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually think that the shared goal thing um, works really well. So if you, if you and your spouse want to buy a house, then you know you want to buy a house. You know how much you've got to put into it and you know how much you're going to get out of it and where you're going to invest the money and all that sort of stuff while you're saving. If you have a conversation and you've got shared goals, that's, the the easiest thing to do and if you haven't had the conversation in the past saying something along the lines of 
you know, I feel like I've really let you down because I haven't been very involved in this, but I'd like to be more involved. So let's have a chat about it is just an easy entry into getting yourself a bit of financial knowledge of what's going on in your household. So obviously through trial and tribulation, you've uh, come up with a lot of different um, money habits. What's your best one that you can share? My very, very best one is using um, a micro investing app where it rounds up your money and just puts money into an app. And over time, it just, it just builds. So over the, because I'm in Melbourne and we were we were really, really locked down. So we couldn't really go out and spend a whole lot of money, but did a lot of online shopping um, and did a, you know, little takeaway dinners and all that sort of stuff. And it rounds up your expenditure so that you are putting in what you're, you know, say it takes you from $5.50 to $6. And those little 50 cents all add up. By the end of Melbourne's first lockdown, I had about five grand. Wow, just like not kidding, not kidding. It was just weird. It was a lot of money because it was, I put it across every account, including business accounts, because you can do that, but it takes it from one single account. And it was just a, yeah, I added a little bit to it now and then, but what's that app called? Um, That one particularly is called Raise, and there are quite a few of them out there. Raise is good because it's, um, it's different share investments and you can change it to suit you. I did very high risk, high return. Um, but there's others, there's Spaceship, Commonwealth Banks just put one out. Um, there's quite a few out there. So if you look up micro investing apps, um, there's a little bit to be found. But yeah, and I know that's an extreme case, but um, my personal trainer in a week had $150. Oh, wow. Just from micro spending. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> So tell me what is has been besides that amazing app and that uh, little hack with invisible savings <laughs> uh, that you just shared then, what else has been a game changer when it comes to managing your money? Um, doing a real deep dive into your spending. So going through your actual accounts, I downloaded into an Excel spreadsheet because I'm such a nerd, um, but you can just do it by even looking at your bank account and your bank account will show you where you're spending the most money. Um, they've often got graphs and stuff like that these days that you can see where your money goes and that deep dive into spending and knowing exactly where your money goes you change some of your habits like straight away like you see all of a sudden you see how much you're spending on coffee or you see how much you're spending on uber or you see how much you're spending on takeaway and you just you you almost drop it immediately yes it's amazing when you, you know, you look at that uh, small incremental spending over the space of a week, then over a month, and then over a year, it can be $5,000 just on coffee every day. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that one. Now, last question is one thing that not enough people do, like if you could shout out to the world right now, um, a message to everyone listening, what is one thing that you think we should all be doing? Absolutely. Investing your money. And you already are. So when you buy a house, you're investing. When you've got super, you're investing. You just need to know about what you're doing. So think about, um, start with just having a look at where your super's invested and know where it's making you money and what, what the actual instruments that it's invested in. So it's probably invested in cash, property, overseas shares and Australian shares. Um, because most of them are, um, and just have a look at it and see what percentage is and what bits of it make you money. You get your super statement in June every year. And that's, yeah, a really good place to start. And it gives you that 
understanding of where your money goes and then you can start thinking, okay, what other things do I want to actually invest in to, um, to get myself making money? When you put money in a savings account, you're probably getting about a 1.5% interest rate. In, the inflation rate is higher than that, so you're not actually making any money in savings, but you will be making money if you invest. Yes, and I think that's one of the keys, right, is looking at, you know, what we spend our money on. Is it going to make us more money or is it just costing us money? Yeah. Is, is it a nice, is it a must-have or a nice-to-have? So, now, Phoebe, you've also re- recently written The Happy Money Journey, uh, which you can get at Dimmicks and Amazon and off your website, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, share a little bit about the reason behind that book. Okay, so I went through my own happy money journey, which started very unhappy. I'd just broken up with a boyfriend. I wasn't very in control of my finances. I hadn't looked, I hadn't done things the right way. I was in my mid-30s and I had a small child. So it's about my journey of going from really broke to being able to buy my own house and um, settle myself down and have some investments and really be prepared for future, but also... Um, living now and living a good life now because I think a lot of money books very much concentrate on retirement and what you're going to do in the future but it's really nice to actually take your kids on holidays and do fun things and not be stressed about money you know be able to go out and buy the clothes you want because you know you've got the money and you can back yourself to do stuff Um, and that's a it's a big emotional shift and it's a big mind shift as well so we've done it as a print book which you can buy off our website or in Dimmicks and a couple of other bookshops. I'll find out which one's in Cairns and where you guys are. Um, We've got the Happy Money, My Happy Money Journey, which is our workbook that goes alongside the book. And we've also got the audio book, which is available through our website and through most audio book websites and um, including Apple. And we've got an ebook available on Amazon Kindle. So it's been a really fun thing to do. Yeah, I bet. And what's your website? It's www.cloverfinancial.com.au. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes. But thank you so much, Phoebe, for all your insights today and giving us all a bit of a, uh, let's say, motivation to make sure we do a little bit better with our finances in 2022. Excellent. Thank you so much for being (laughs) on the show. That's awesome. If you're loving the PacMag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Pinterest. Well, that's the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Remember, any important links can be found in the show notes. But thank you so much, Phoebe, for being on the show today. It was really wonderful to have your amazing insights. Until next time, happy parenting. And don't forget to tell everyone you heard it on PacMag. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at pacmag.com.au. This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.